Okay, we're back. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Shared Interests, the podcast where a couple shares their interests of the week with each other. I'm Felicia. I'm James. This is episode nine. What do you got for me this week? I have two food controversies this week. Okay. I don't have any food. First, we've been off for a week. We so have. We skipped last week. We're on vacation. We're coming back. It was a holiday and it's vacation. Um, so a lot has happened. We have a lot, a to, lot catch to catch up, up on. on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of take advantage of that. I kind of am, I'm, I'm bringing three things to the table. What? This week, kind of. Yeah. Didn't my second, there's just such a natural transition in my, from my second to my third story that I had to just tack it on. It. And they're both like kind of lighthearted and fun. So. Okay. Take it away. Uh, okay. So I'll start with the first. This one is not so lighthearted, but it is still really fun and really cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> Have you ever heard of the game Minecraft? You must yes. have, right? Yep. Um, do you? Can you try and explain it to me? Tell me what you know about it. Uh, I believe it's just like this. It's a very distinct visual world thing, game right? where you can build things using yeah. blocks. Everything is in like yeah three dimensional blocks, yeah, right? These, like, Everything very is very pixelated. like pixelated. Yeah. Um, and I like think you can like go online and interact with other people yep. and then other people's worlds and stuff like that. That's, exactly. That's, that's what we're going to get into today. Okay. Kind of. Um, yeah. But it's based around like uh, mining, resource gathering and management, creativity. People build amazing things yep. in it. Right. Um, and um, there's this group called, I believe it's called MD or it's called Blockworks is the name of the group. And it's like an entire creative studio that builds stuff in Minecraft, right? Okay. Um, they were contacted by the organization Reporters Without Borders. Have you ever heard of that before? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's like a, a nonprofit that's against uh, censorship of the press, right? Uh-huh. And they, I don't know if they like, paid for it, commissioned it in some way, or like raised funds for it or something. But they got Blockworks to build this thing called the Uncensored Library, which is a world in Minecraft that you can go to. It's like this little island in the ocean that Mm -hmm. um, has this massive, like, cathedral-like library in it that's, like, built in in Minecraft, right? That looks like a Minecraft style that you can walk in the front door and, like, walk in all these different rooms and Mm -hmm. go and pick out books from the shelves and put them on a podium and read them. And, and they're real books? And they're real works of, like, censored artists all around the world, oh. right? Because in these countries that, like, heavily censor or, as I'm going to get to, even murder members of their press, um, they still, for the most part, let their kids play Minecraft in, mm. in, the, in the countries, okay. right? yeah. And so it's a way for people in these countries to get access to those censored works right interesting um so i'll walk through it a little bit uh it's been going on for i think like five or six years now like uh it started around 2017 um i think let's see they break it up into several wings right um they just added the iran wing this year in 2023 um there's a bunch there like right when you walk in the library there is the uh reporters without borders uh freedom of the press index i'm just putting this together 
Reporters Without Borders is RSF. Is that Reporters Sin Fronteras? Like, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, there's one. There's a wing for Vietnam, for Saudi Arabia, for Mexico, Egypt, Brazil, Belarus, Eritrea. Like, where you can get. It's not just journalist works. There's books and things like that too mm-hmm. um, that are are banned throughout the world. Um, it's just fascinating. There's like 20 builders in Minecraft that have put together that have put it together um, over the years. Um, yeah, Very cool. just like incredible works of people. Javier Valdez from Mexico, Mata Master from Egypt, Win Van Dye from Vietnam, Yulia Berezovskaya from Russia, Jamal Khashoggi from Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, yeah, just fast. And I, I, I like stumbled upon it on a tweet and, uh, and just, uh, I thought it was fascinating. It was, it was really cool. Um, that is very cool. Yeah. It just shows like, like they expanded Power it this year, every year, like March 12th is freedom of the press day or anti-censorship day. And, uh, they like announce an expansion every year. And this year it was, uh, the Iran wing, which was, it, it has, uh, Information provided by the U.S.-based Iranian TV channel, Iran International. Um, it, it expanded the room dedicated to Russian media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just fascinating stuff. I'll post some links and articles about it. That's very cool. And just a cool, powerful yeah. the power power, power of video the, games, right? Yeah, power. Honestly, power of the people. Yeah. Okay, Very your cool. turn. Go ahead. Okay. So like I said, that was quick and light hard. I don't have much heavy stuff this week. Okay. I'm try to keep it light. Mine aren't heavy either. Um, okay, so ra- some restaurants in California are now charging a $50 vomit fee at Bottomless Brunch. $50 vomit fee. So if you wow. go to a Bottomless Brunch and... Is this a problem? You are not able to, yes, hold in your bottomless mimosas and you it comes all comes back up in the restaurant a $50 charge will be added to the check for cleaning even if you, what if you make it to the toilet then there's not okay. yeah or you make it outside so um at one Oakland based restaurant um that's known for its daily brunch menu and <laughs> so this article is from the Washington Post and I love how they describe the restaurants um, and the food that they serve, so you know exactly what's coming back up if somebody <laughs> does vomit. Um, they're brown sugar glazed millionaire's bacon. They have a sign posted that warns mimosa lovers to please drink responsibly and know your limits. The restaurant says it would automatically add $50 to the tap of anyone who vomits in a public area to cover cleaning costs. Make it 100 um, And then at a similar, a similar fee at a restaurant in San Francisco called Home Plate... Um, where the $22 bottomless mimosas are served with a side of caveats. It's only good for a seating of one hour and 15 minutes, and customers will pay $50 for any incident stemming from their intoxication, according to a note on the menu. Okay. So what's interesting about this... Is that legal? ...is a couple things. One, bottomless brunch is actually banned in almost half of U.S. states. Did you know this? No. 24 states ban bottomless brunch brunch specifically or bottomless drinks i think probably bottomless drinks okay um is but states bl- like texas virginia law? and pennsylvania you are not allowed to have bottomless brunch is it like a blue law 
I don't you know. know. Like uh, liquor stores can't be open on Sunday, sort of thing. Maybe. Um, um, but one of one of the states is in California. Correct. Okay. And California is also a state where trends kind of stem up and then make their way across the state. So, like, the farm-to-table trend, that started in California. So, there is a prediction that this vomit fee will be added to other restaurants across the country. And it's also not very uncommon if you think about... um, rideshare apps like uber and lyft if you get sick in the back of their car they charge you a cleaning fee depending on um the range of damage anywhere from 40 to 150 dollars um and bottomless brunch is pretty universally hated by service workers right nobody who works as a server likes bottomless brunch there's a reddit thread called bottomless brunch can go to hell where servers document the horrors of bottomless brunch and talk about tactics that they use once patrons are uh, overly intoxicated, like watering down the drinks or swapping in sparkling water for wine. So overall, I think this is a good thing. Bottomless brunch is never... It's never as fun as you think it'll be. Oh, I disagree with that. Really? I always find I like... I love bottomless brunch. Bottomless anything is great. The drinks are never good because they use again. really cheap... They use the cheapest sparkling wine, right? Just if you're getting manage, a mimosa. Manage your expectations. And then a, a lot of the times, like this restaurant that has an hour and 15 minute time limit they get they have like you know between an hour and two hour time limit so you feel like you're pounding the drinks to get your money's worth money's worth of the bottomless part of the brunch um and you're drinking cheap sparkling wine you come home you're hung over by 2 p.m and then you fall asleep and wake up at three o'clock in the morning with a dry mouth and a headache still not hearing the bad part (laughs) that all sounds horrible no um I love bottomless brunch, but I also, this is like perfectly emblematic of the phrase of like why we can't have nice things, right? Because people, people are fucking it. stupid, like, yeah. and just like can't control themselves and have no impulse control and like just fly off the handle at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and ruin it for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't imagine. F- getting so drunk at a bottomless brunch that I would get sick. That's ridiculous. Like I have a whole day to do after that. Well, I also, if you think about it, if that happens, not to shame anyone who has ever gotten sick. Pounding the drinks. Uh, Maybe you pre-gamed before you came to brunch. Maybe you had some drinks beforehand. Also true. But if if you're alcoholism, yeah, in that two hour limit, if you're pounding the drinks so hard that you throw up before you leave the restaurant, you're an alcoholic. That's it's like if you go to a bar that crazy. doesn't have sports on the TV, you're an alcoholic. Anyway, I don't think that this yeah, 50 Just ruining it for the rest yeah. of us. I think that that's fine. I'm fine with that. And don't get sick. Yeah, if you don't get sick, you don't have to pay. It's not like they're instating a $50 fee for everybody. It's just if you can't hold everything down. Yeah, don't behave like a child let's hope uh, it yeah like ba- babies get sick at the table yeah right like come on not adults okay um, okay my turn yes we're moving today we are yeah 
I like this. Okay. More fun stuff. Like I said, this is going to be, I have two sort of things, right? Okay. Um, an interesting photo came across my feed the other day of 10 years ago. They flew the space shuttle Endeavor into LAX on this, like, massive, I don't know, what the plane they used. Like, the plane was bigger than the shuttle, right? Mm -hmm. They flew it into LAX to be displayed at this uh, science center, the Ocean Science Center. That's a name. Um, let's see. It's, like, this, like, Samuel Ocean Air and Space Center. Samuel Ocean was this, like, you know, uh, L.A. businessman, space enthusiast kind of guy. Okay. Um, he has this science center, which just got, or it got the Endeavor space shuttle delivered to them 10 years ago. Right? Okay. And it's been horizontal ever since then. But there's been a 10-year plan. In 10 years, they're going to stand it up vertically. like in 10 years position. being now. 10 years being now, right? Okay. They've just started the process. Um, Why do they keep it vertical? Because it's so expensive to... You mean horizontal? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just because when like it's gonna be a permanent move, that's always been the plan. Like they brought it there, and it okay. just looks cooler, right? Because it, it's like it's about to take off, right? Like um, yes. Yeah. Um, so like they've just started assembling the stand for it, and like are getting ready to prep it up, and it brings back um, some memories because right, they flew the Endeavor like all around the country on a little tour, I think. Um, and, like, people from all around the country, like, came out and took pictures mm -hmm. of it and were, like, watching it land and fly on that massive plane. I'll show you the picture. It's uh, it's quite awesome. That's for later. Uh, this is the photo of it, right? When they flew it that's around very 10 cool. years ago, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the space shuttle, mm -hmm. right? And that's the that's plane. the plane that's carrying um, it. So, like, and... Something sort of like this happened again now that they're starting to stand it up as they had to bring like the solid rocket boosters that were like they're shipping the rest of the parts to get it to stand up now mm -hmm. over to the space center, including the rocket boosters. And they were on the back of like semi trailers driven through the Mojave Desert um, mm -hmm. uh, over to L.A., right? And again, people were lined up all along the, the road taking pictures of it. And it reminded me of, I used to, right, when I volunteered at the Intrepid, they had a space shuttle there, right? I believe it was the Enterprise. Really cool machines to see. It's horizontal at the Intrepid, not vertical, because it's, like, in a hangar inside. I think they have to do that because of the weather. That makes sense. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and it was pretty cool. Okay, so here's my transition, right? At the Intrepid, right? There is the Enterprise Space Shuttle. It was like a... Fascinated to hear how you're going to connect these two things based on the picture I saw earlier. <laughs> it was a, um, you know, uh, um, one of the coolest places in New York City, I think, right? They had the, the Space Shuttle. And also, right when you walk in the lobby, which is on, like, the main deck of the ship, the visitor center, um, they have... A, massive bill lego build of the us <laughs> uss intrepid right yeah. there uh sitting in the lobby it's huge it's like 30 feet long oh wow um 22 foot 550 pound 550 pound 250,000 individual lego brooks took a year to construct one to 24 scale replica okay right and 
it got me thinking of this other thing that came across uh, my Twitter feed, which was someone built a real-life working beehive out of Legos. That's very cool. Right? And it just, uh, again, this was kind of like in the same vein as the Minecraft stuff where like just people being like creative and using these things in interesting ways. So mm -hmm. I was just looking up some really interesting uh, Lego builds okay. like that are... This is just an excuse for you to talk about Legos. Yes, absolutely. Um, we Well, we've been talking about going, uh, taking a trip up to Disneyland recently, and one of my favorite places ever is Legoland. Mm -hmm. One of the coolest <laughs> Lego builds is there's like this giant lagoon or cove cut out in Legoland, and there's a giant dragon built out of Legos, like snaking through the water. Classic, one of the greatest Lego builds of all time. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, uh, it's very popular to build like cars, right? I've seen this life-size X-Wing a lot of places as the best Lego build ever. Tallest tower in the wor world. Um, it doesn't look that tall, honestly. Sorry. Um, you know, a bunch of stadiums, drafts. Um, scale model of Japan. <laughs> Full-size car. Yeah. Right? I told you they're the number one tire manufacturer in the world the other day. A lot of aircraft carriers, right? Aircraft carriers everywhere. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> the Obama presidential inauguration. This stuff is hilarious. Toy Story sculpture. That's in Legoland right there. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mona Lisa. Oh, one it's of the, quite impressive. One of them is a fully functional, livable house <laughs> built by the guys from Top Gear. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Just really cool stuff. I don't know. I love this. I was looking at the Kennedy Space Center, right? Yeah. Um, that's the dragon right yep. there. Brickley. That's his name. Oh, this, the, the yellow art piece, a classic, yeah. where he's like uh, pouring the Legos out of his chest from his heart. Um, yeah, just just uh, really cool stuff. Is Very there anything cool on this list that I didn't get? Yeah, cool furniture. People like... I. I, I wish there were, you know how there's like German words for like, I wish there was a German word for like making real life things out of Legos, <laughs> right? You know, like building a table or a chair yeah. or like the beehive, right? Not, there's a difference between like building art and like a, like a, a mini, a diorama or something, right? And then like a life-size thing that's actually practical yeah. using Legos, right? Like when we went to... Um, this will tie into our shared interest. When we went to breakfast the other day, there was a restaurant that used Legos to patch the wall. Their brick wall. Exactly. Was... A brick wall. They used Lego yeah. bricks. Ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. Um, just fascinating stuff. I don't know. I love it. It is very cool. Mm -hmm. It would be cool to go to Legoland to see I, like, I, I wish I could have... I wish that word existed so I could do a better internet search, right? Because a lot of this is just like sets like yeah. what's the best lego sets and you're like no, and like, no i don't want that i yeah. want to see people doing creative stuff with yeah like, mm -hmm. uh your go. turn go ahead okay i am you actually showed me this okay um we are going to talk about the woman who ordered 48 oysters on a date Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really read this story. Yeah. I, I just saw the headline and thought it was hilarious. If you have not come <laughs> across this one viral this past week. First off, 
Is she like a professional eater or something? I think I she, could never eat 48 oysters. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. My thoughts on that. Okay. So if you haven't heard this story, it's, this went viral this week. A woman posted a TikTok of her experience on a rec- recent date. Um, she's in Atlanta, and she went to the Fontaine's or Fontaine's Oyster House, which she claims. Even crazier that she posted this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like the date. Like, yo, guys, I have to tell you about this crazy day. So I think she's um an influencer, a creator, and she made this video where she was going on a date. Um, she said that this guy had been texting her a lot and really wanted to take her out. So she's like, okay, we can go to. She was craving oysters, so they went to Fontaine's Oyster House Clearly. in Atlanta. Um, which she says have the best oysters in Atlanta. Um, she met him at the restaurant. He ordered, this is all from, by the way, from her information taken from her TikTok, from Uh her perspective. Um, she met him there. He got one drink. Um, she then ordered four dozen oysters that she ate herself. So she ate all 48 of them. She ate all 48. Yep. And then straight up for four dozen and then also ordered a crab cake and a side of roasted potatoes. Jesus Christ. Then she said that he got up and excused himself to apart. go to the bathroom and then just never came back. Yeah, I don't blame. I would have been. The second she said 48 hours, well, I would have been out. Um, and then she was left with the $184 tab. So I don't, the way that the video uh shows it i don't think that she ordered four dozen oysters i think she ordered one dozen and then she's like wow these are really good and then she ordered you know a dozen after until she got to 48 um after the date um she texted him when she realized that he was not in the bathroom and had left um and she said, running out on a tab is crazy. And he said, I offered to take you out for drinks and you ordered all that food. I can cash out the total for the drinks. Nice. So there's kind of like two things happening here. One, him going, running out on the date and not paying the tab. And two, her deciding to order and eat 48 oysters on a first date. First off, 48 oysters and a couple drinks and a crab cake for 148 bucks. So pretty good. I believe because there was a caption on the video that said the um, Fontaine's has like a $15 dozen on Tuesday nights. And I think that that's when she went. And that's part of the reason why she wanted to go there. Cause it was like, you know, every Tuesday or whatever, okay. they must have this deal. So you're right. It is a good deal. Um, I don't know if it's a four times in a row good deal. So, yeah, here's, here's what I like was thinking about when I was processing this. Oysters can be a really fun date food, right? They can be like a little adventurous, a little sexy. They're not too filling. But um, they have a point of diminishing returns. <laughs> Meaning. They're going to be too much. You can order a half a dozen to share on a first date. And it can be like a little fun, a little adventure. Or a dozen. You can order a dozen on a second or third date when things are getting like a little bit more serious, I a little wouldn't more do two connected. Dates in a row. Not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like if you order oysters at any point when you're first starting to date somebody, this is how many you can order. You can, and then you can go for two dozen when you're exclusive. But you don't ever want to order more than 
two dozen oysters. So one person eating. For two people, you never want to order two dozen oysters. That's way too much for two people. A dozen oysters is too much for one person. Like Oh, I don't think so. I think a dozen oysters is fine Oof, for no, one person. That would make my stomach turn. No way. One person eating 48 oysters is wild. First of all, I don't know what that would do to your bowels, let alone like oysters are one of the riskiest foods to eat in terms of foodborne illness. Yeah. Like So eating 48 of them is such just a raw risk. oysters um, to the face? Like, are you kidding me? So like as far as the date etiquette of like him running out on the tab, I it's unclear whether like, you know, what they agreed to, if they agreed to drinks or a date or whatever. Obviously, her ordering 48 oysters and expecting him to pick up the tab is a bit much for a first date. A bit much is an understatement. Sure. <laughs> um, but the fact that you, if you take away the date part, the story on its own is still wild. That this woman loves oysters so much she decided to eat four dozen of them on her own in one sitting. That's like mental disorder level. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. I just feel like you'd be on the toilet. Sure. Well, y- yes, but unless like it's something you regularly do, right? She's like Sean Evans. Like the other thing is, I don't know Atlanta's oyster scene. I don't know, you know, where the oysters are coming from, but Atlanta. Georgia is not a place I think of when I think of, like, the country's best oysters. I think of cold, cold water. I think of the Northeast. Yeah, you think they get them I from New Jersey? of the Northeast and the Northwest, like the Pacific Northwest. I don't think of anywhere in the South. So to eat... If someone said they ate 48 oysters fresh from... Long Island or Maine or something. Well, like so many things have to go wrong in order for this story to happen. Like crazy. And then you're right. The other thing is she posted. Yeah, a and video, then she was like, and, I can't believe this guy. And you can hear her slurping all the oysters in the video. Like she gets audio of herself slurping the oysters. Oh my god, man. So this is crazy. Yeah. $184. And then people roasted her because she paid the tab and left cash as a tip and she left $11. People should roast her. But also, the guy is not without culpability here. Sure. Clearly, he is afraid of confrontation. Yeah. And uh, accountability. He could have just said, whoa, after the first dozen, <laughs> let's pump the brakes. Like, I think on a first date, you maybe let the second dozen go because you're maybe like in shock. That not you- if the date orders a dozen and downs the entire dozen. No way. You do not let the second one go. The other thing is, if we're on a first date and I... That's another thing. He should have uh, manned up and... And ate a few oysters. Yeah, on the and first I one. say, "Hey, what? oh, there's oysters. You want to? Do you like yeah. oysters? You want to get oysters?" That's and you another, say, "No." It's another wrinkle. I would never order oysters because it's not a thing that you want to eat sure, in front of yeah, other people that, who don't like it. It's just like such a weird dynamic, like on a first date. Clearly, she's got some problems. I mean, he probably does we don't too. Know that, but I think we know that. Um. That is like psychotic level behavior. Okay. I mean. It is like going to a restaurant and 
like that's a total detachment from reality of like just normal social expectations what it means to be like a polite good person like to have a normal base level communication with someone both and both of them are responsible for that and like it's like a when a company puts out a crazy advertisement and you're like how did this get to that point right like yeah. so many people had to be complicit in this to get there. yeah crazy uh like i said i just saw the headline and i sent it to you because i thought it was funny also we were eating oysters all week um and seafood so yeah speaking of yeah should we transition sure go for it the best thing i had to eat all week were oysters so we went to maine this past week we did three day uh three days in portland and three days in three days in the middle of the woods in a yurt um, in a little tiny town called Appleton. Um, and we walked and we ate and that was pretty much. And drank. And drank. <laughs> and that was pretty much what we did. We had fantastic food. Maine has awesome food. Great food. Portland, we, especially. We made very few reservations, which was nice. Yep. We had very little plans. Yep. We went to this place called Duck Fat, which is known for their Belgian style fries and, plethora of duck duck fat and duck dishes um, is that a re- you think that's a regional thing i think it is right what ducks and duck fat in maine uh, no no you don't think so no okay not necessarily that was very good though i mean you gotta like duck and you gotta like the smell of duck fat because that's what the place smells like yeah a very they tiny very tiny place 50 percent of the footprint busy. was their kitchen yeah. yeah and it just smelled like duck fat but it, it was probably, very delicious yeah it was, it was and great. they have really good milkshakes mm-hmm. um we also went to eventide which if you are from portland maine or even boston you've probably heard of this place they're eventide oyster company so they're very well known for their oysters speaking of um we did not have 48. We shared one dozen. They were fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, perfect amount. Right? Just like yeah. a little snack. And like the staff there really knows their stuff. We were like, you know, whatever you want to put in for us. He just put in an order of, of three different kinds. So we each got to try two of three different kinds. And they have, you know, different accoutrements. The cool thing that they have that I've never seen before at other restaurants, for accoutrements, normally you have like a cocktail sauce, a mignonette sauce, um, a lemon wedge, some hot sauce. This place they offer um, a side of ice with different mm-hmm. flavorings. They had a Tabasco ice, they had a red onion ice, they had a kimchi ice, and it's this like crushed ice that comes in a tiny little bowl that you put on your oyster just as you would any sort of sauce. Yeah, they just very they very clearly knew their their stuff. Their yeah. staff was knowledgeable. That was one of my favorite um, places we ate. We obviously saw lots of leaves changing we took route one which is a beautiful drive foliage up is the okay. coast of maine i was a little disappointed with the foliage it I wasn't think as it's bright. just gonna be a bad year this yeah year. it wasn't as bright as we thought it would be but it's certainly better than anything we'll see here in miami <laughs> yes it was nice um, it was nice to get out in the woods and then we went to this beautiful yurt in the woods that we found on airbnb that um was basically a house that had heating and a bathroom and all that it wasn't like it was better than glamping it wasn't anything we weren't roughing it and some hikes, some more eating, yeah. some more drinking. What was your favorite 
bite of food that you had? I really think the oysters. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, because I went to Eventide right when it opened up in Boston for the first time. And I did not like it very much. I thought it was overpriced. I thought it was like a little snooty. It is pricey. I didn't think it was that pricey when we went this time. It was $36 for a dozen oysters. Yes. But for the quality of oysters, they were really yeah. super good. And we got a ton of information. We had lobster rolls. Not there, but... No. I wouldn't... See, that's the thing. Everyone recommends Eventide for the lobster rolls. Don't go to Eventide for the lobster rolls. That's a mistake. If you want a classic lobster roll, Eventide is not the place. Because they do like a brown butter on a steamed bun. Like, it's a very hipster lobster roll. Yeah. It is a little hipster. I mean... Portland is Portland is a little hipster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. That's great. Eventide was definitely one of my favorite bites. Um... I really liked the duck fat poutine. Mm-hmm. If you like poutine, which I know is not everybody's thing. I I really liked the duck buns at the sushi restaurant. We Miyake. Went to. We yeah, went to a place those were really Miyake. good. Yeah, that they were like a spin on a pork bun, but with duck. That's what makes me think it, it's like a regional thing. Every place we went had this duck. Duck on is the just menu. like a trendy fall ingredient. I don't know. And man. I think you're just thinking that because we went to a place that's known as that, and then we went somewhere else, and they also have duck fat. They also had duck. I don't know. Um, um, a cool breakfast spot that we went to was called Ugly Duckling. The place with another duck. Yeah, but they didn't have duck on the menu. <laughs> um, they make homemade English muffins. That was the place with the Legos on the wall. Yep, that was the place with the Legos on the wall. That was, that was very good. Definitely recommend. That's That place seems like a little, little neighborhood spot. gem that I just kind of found for breakfast. We got potato donuts. Oh, the, the donuts Holy are donuts. really good too. That first bite of the apple cider donut. That might have Holy, Holy donuts are great. I have... A, a couple caveats with them. There One, a lot. do not order more than two. <laughs> we had you so can many. definitely be, be fine with just one. They're made of potatoes, so they're super heavy. And two, eat them fresh. We got them and then had them over See, the next couple days. I'm, and I'm they, not as picky. They were great. Even on like the third day, they were just as delicious to me. And so. They got a little dry. But fresh, just having one. Um, and I definitely recommend the... The old fashioned you said was good, and the apple cider donut, which is their seasonal donut, was amazing mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, just a lot of good food in general. Yeah, it was really great. We should go back. Sure, let's go somewhere else first. Okay, maybe hit the other coast first. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. The Portland on the west coast. We can go to the other Portland. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for this week. That's all we got. Thank you. We'll see you next week.